I V M. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I'm Monish and as always I'm joined by Nishant. Hey Nishant, guess who won today? The Rockets after humanity. After humanity, 20 consecutive losses and then they win a game. So we got to talk about them today. Uh, they have a new coach, Steven Silas, and imagine his bad luck. Right since he came in, he's been having to deal with one issue after the other. First, Russell Westbrook, for whom the Rockets traded their entire future, decided <coughs> that he won. Yeah. Then James Harden, for whom the Rockets decided to dedicate their entire future and buy whomever he wanted and yeah. it's a team around him. He demands a trade. First of all, he did not turn up for practice. He went missing. Then he came up and demanded a trade and almost said that he's leaving in a press conference before even it was official. And now, uh, in the recent past, PJ Tucker said he wants to leave. He's been dealing with one issue after the other. He takes on a team with, uh, in return for James Harden, he got John Wall and Oladipo, who he has no idea how long will they stay because yeah. John Wall has been playing basketball after two years. Yeah. Oladipo has no intention of staying long term. They offered him a 48 million contract extension. He said he wants to go. He didn't take the contract. So he's been having to deal with one issue after the other. And imagine this is a guy with his first year in coaching. He's been an assistant coach all his life, looking for this one opportunity and he gets a team like in this situation. It's got to be tough for him. Before we get to the Rockets though, before we get to slandering the Rockets and criticizing them, how are they still not last in the Western Conference after 20 consecutive losses? How bad are the Timberwolves? Uh, Timberwolves, have been, that's, they're the Knicks of the West, Timberwolves, and they've been so for quite some time now. They, they somehow lugged themselves into getting Kevin Garnett, made, a, made an absolute mess of that. He carried them to the playoffs a bunch of times and ultimately he left because the org was doing nothing for him and he left and and, and he was right because he went to Boston on a chip in one of the earlier super teams or such. So Minnesota has been garbage for a while but um, the topic of the day being the, the Rockets. Um, Look, I, it's it's easy to say this has been a franchise that has mismanaged its uh, its its way into a shithole right now, but I I don't know if they have because uh, I think they've been profitable for a while now. I think I think they had some great seasons. It uh, sports mm-hmm. media has turned us into folks that believe if you don't win a championship as a franchise, you're not really a franchise. That's not that's not entirely true. The Rockets have been to the conference finals a bunch of times. They are a successful mm-hmm. franchise. Right, yeah. uh, but but they put the, put all their eggs in one basket. That basket was called James Harden. That basket went to strip clubs a lot, and then came back and dropped fifty a lot. But but it was a a mercurial talent that wasn't the easiest to get along with. And you get these athletes from Kobe, like Kobe Bryant wasn't the easiest teammate to get along with. I don't think Michael Jordan was either. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And uh, they spent year after year getting the superstars that James Harden wanted. And every year it was one thing or the other. That star had to go because James Harden didn't uh, couldn't make that work. And so that star had to go and the coach had to go. So in came Dwight Howard, out went Dwight Howard. In came Chris Paul, out went Chris Paul. In came Westbrook, out went Westbrook and, and so on. Until finally Harden decided that somehow the organization that went over backwards for him uh, wasn't good enough for him anymore uh, and that he needed to go someplace else. Great, there's no, there's no right or wrong here, he moved out. But in the midst of all this was Stephen Silas who yeah. got pre- pretty much, uh, you know, as it would seem right now, it's the most dog shit job in basketball. The Timberwolves job didn't come with any expectations. It didn't come with a loaded superstar team. Yes, they had Carl Anthony Towns, who's injured almost every year throughout the year. And and he's had a rough two years, so I, I can't really blame him for not uh, wanting to rush back. The, and, and then there's D'Angelo Russell, and they stumbled into the number one draft pick, and they seem to have a pretty 
uh, spectacular player in Anthony Edwards, but that's disjointed. Nobody expects them to do anything this season. Houston made a deep playoff run last year. I've been doing this for a while now. Started the year with superstars. Westbrook goes out hard and makes a mess. He he goes out eventually. And Steven Silas has to sit through all of this, trying to project that he has the faintest idea as to what's going on. It's a miserable situation. Then he gets John Wall back after like a two-year, damn near two-year hiatus. Injury-prone, AF. He still, he still is. He misses a bunch of games every now and then through, through some injury or the other. Then he had Boogie Cousins. Had. Um... Because he's another, you know, bag of injuries, pretty serious ones at that. He's, I think he's been through pretty much what Clay Thompson's going through right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he's out anywhere now. They've made that clear that, that he's out. Then there's Oladipo, injury prone again, again coming off a, a bunch of injuries in a new system along with John Wall and Boogie Cousins, all of whom are new to the system, all of whom are injury prone. And what's more, Oladipo doesn't want to stay. Like he, he just yeah. can't wait to get out, right? He, he got here against his wishes. He can't wait to get out. Then they add Chris Wood. Um, their, their one ray of sunshine. He went down. Like what do you do as a coach, right? Like, what, what do you do? In, in any job, in any team, if you are given a team of five and you're asked to execute a project, if it's feasible to do it with five people, you take it on. And then one after the other, everyone drops like flies. And you start off with five highly competent um, team members and they're each replaced with people who were once competent whose heart isn't in it anymore and they don't have the skill set that's relevant anymore and then they go off on sick leaves for two months what do you do right what is what does steven silas do he he has the most unenviable job in basketball it's it's a travesty it's a tragedy but it is what it is my only hope is he can do enough here to he's going to lose the job at some point i don't think there's any doubt that that he can do enough here to convince someone to give him a shot. That's his best case scenario. So the Rockets, like you said, have been a pretty successful franchise and they're one of the most popular franchises even globally, right? They've had a winning record since 2005 or six, and uh, they've made the playoffs for eight consecutive seasons, which is the longest streak right now in the NBA playoffs. So one unfortunate year for them. I think they'll be back soon. Yeah. But the situation is kind of uh, strange and tricky because they traded the entire future for Russell Westbrook. Got a bit of it back in return for James Harden. But next year, next year, what do they do? They keep John Wall because you don't know how long he's going to last or even if he's worth that huge salary that yeah. he's getting. Uh, they have a, they don't own their first round pick. Uh, OKC, the mafia, the draft mafia has the first round pick unless it's a top four pick. It's a top four protected yeah, pick. Yeah. So if the Rockets don't finish in the top four, OKC are getting their pick as well. So the Rockets are going to stink it up for some more time even, not just this season, even the next season looks very grey for them. Uh, one bright beacon is Christian Wood, like you said, uh, who unfortunately got injured, neither, uh, or else he was uh, in the running for uh, most improved player. And yeah. so, what do they do now? I mean, do they keep John Wall? Uh, Oladipo's situation is tricky as well. He's not off. He's not taking a smaller contract. He wants a bigger contract. And Christian Wood is there. So, and they got a nice player in Kevin Porter Jr. as well, who's been shining since he came through. So they do have the talent. But the whole contract situation is kind of messy. So what do they do from here? Well, one good sign is they I do, they don't seem afraid to rebuild. So they're going mm-hmm. back to the drawing board. They're going to build from scratch. And uh, because, so Westbrook's out, Harden's out. Uh, right? They gave up the greatest center to have ever played basketball in the last decade or so. <laughs> uh, so PJ Tucker's out. They, they might just flip Eric Gordon too. Um, so they, they seem to be going down the OKC route. Except, okay, see, I have a bunch of draft picks and these guys don't. They have some protected draft picks. But 
I think a top four draft pick is highly likely given how they're playing and where they'll finish regardless of how they play for the rest of the season. I think they've got a very good shot. A top four pick should be uh, almost guaranteed without a doubt if they finish where they where they stand even right now. Uh, number one draft pick, maybe the odds can flip here and there, but uh, somewhere in the top four is almost a guarantee. So they should do that. They should absolutely tank. There's, there's nothing to be gained by making a push because their best case scenario in a push is they'll finish 11th or something like that. Nothing better than that. Bottom four for sure in the West. So they should absolutely tank. Uh, I don't think John Wall is the biggest question they're facing. I think uh, Oladipo is a tougher uh, proposition because unless they flip him before the trade deadline, doesn't he become a free agent at the end of the season? I think they'll yes. lose him for nothing. Yes. So uh, they've got to do that. They absolutely flip Oladipo. Um, John Wall, it remains to be seen. If he can somehow come back to fitness, I still think he's an elite guard. So they can they can build around him and Chris Wood and bring in some, some good uh, players around them. I think Houston is an incredibly attractive destination for free agents still. So they can take a shot at free agency. What they should do right now is flip Oladipo, tank, get that protected pick, keep it, go to the draft, pick up a good player. So you have a core now. You have Kevin Porter Jr., you have John Wall, you have Chris Wood, you have um, uh, whoever you get in the draft. Which would make you a pretty attractive destination for a lot of free agents and you build from there. Maybe you don't get a tier, you're not getting a Giannis straight away. Mm-hmm. But you will get a pretty elite player uh, because it's a good market, it, it's all kinds of exciting, it's a warm weather location, it's a big city, taxes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they will get free agents. That's how they've been afloat for, for this long. Either a trade or a free agent, but they always get top talent. You go as far back as the 90s. I mean, they had Olajuwon for a while. That happened. Then the whole Steve Francis era, and then there was Yao Ming, then there was Tracy McGrady, then there was James Harden. They've always had big stars and, and A-listers come to play in H-Town. So um, that's, that's how they should build. Absolutely tank, flip Oladipo first. If they can trade John Wall for good value, nothing like it. But I don't think too many clubs would be picking up that contract. It's a bit like the Drummond situation, yeah. though they're not the same level of, of players. But it's similar where the, the price you have to pay to acquire the player doesn't seem quite worth it. And the cost benefit just doesn't work for teams. So uh, either they, they keep him and see if they can make it work. Or I'm afraid they'll probably enter a buyout situation with, uh, with John Wall at some point. But I'd flip Oladipo first, tank the season and take it from there. Yeah, I think the first objective is to finish below the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's <laughs> going to be a tough That's ask. Tough. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> because uh, how much more do you lose, right? You lost 20 consecutive games yeah. and you're still sitting ahead uh, of them. Uh, Timberwolves are a different story anyway because yeah. they got they traded their entire franchise again for D'Angelo Russell. And D'Angelo and Cat uh, has played like 90 minutes together in the whole season, which is like pointless. Yeah, I, I told you, like that that trade made no <laughs> sense to me. Other than like Wiggins wasn't happy, so they had to flip him. And uh, for some reason, I I am not a big fan of friends teaming up mm-hmm. unless they have a proven track record of being capable of putting everything above uh, their friendship. And like forget the friendship, uh, the, a proven track record of making things work, taking teams to playoffs knowing how to thrive in the postseason. Without that, it just there, there's not too many success stories. You can think of maybe a LeBron and a D-Wade, uh, but, but really they became closer once they, they teamed up in Miami. But sure, that could be an example of, of friends teaming up. But they were both driven. D-Wade was already a champion and a finals MVP. LeBron was already MVP of the league one. So there were proven credentials there and both of them were selfless team players. And I think that matters more than anything else. It doesn't work when you have a Harden or a Westbrook teaming up. It's so far, I don't know, we've not even seen it, but 
I'm not a fan of this D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns thing. Neither of them have any experience in the postseason of doing anything. Like they played a game here and there, D'Angelo Russell, but but it, it isn't worth anything. So you're, it's like taking a punt on a couple of draft picks, really, unproven, raw. Uh, not a big fan. Even if they do play together, I don't think they're gonna achieve any miracles. They need some experience on that team. So yeah, the Rockets have a tough time, uh, yep. tough task on hand to finish lower and lower. They're going the 76ers way finally. But I think it's one bad se- season. I think they'll be back and we'll keep our eyes on them. All right, then. Uh, that's all for today. All right. <laughs> all right. We'll yes, see man. how that goes and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye. Peace. Peace.